Kathy Zip, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast with CPS America. So a new set of interconnection requirements are in effect in California as of September 9th, 2017. These are known as Rule 21, which is a set of requirements that will allow inverters to provide additional functions to help support the grid. So here to tell us a little bit more about that is Casey Miller, VP of Business Development at CPS America. And Casey, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Kathy. Great to be here. Glad to be talking about this important issue in our industry. Absolutely. It is important because as we'll kind of get into later, even though this is happening in California right now, it could be happening in other states soon. I think a good place to kind of start is the Rule 21 interconnection requirements have been around for a while, but new updates kind of change those requirements. You're right. Rule 21 has been around a long time. It's been a standard for interconnecting to the grid in California. The reason it's a hot topic today is that it's undergoing major changes, particularly for distributed energy resources, including solar. And the the changes primarily are aimed at solar inverters. Because the inverter is the key piece of equipment that connects a solar array to the grid, it's the requirements and the operation kind of environment in the inverter that is the focus of these new changes to Rule 21. The focus is to allow the inverters to support the grid. Support sounds like a generic term, and it is, but in the the world of inverters and grids, support is a really unique term that means the inverters can actively participate in the grid rather than just be a bystander. In these new changes to Rule 21, for the first phase, there are about seven new control functions around topics like ride-through conditions and dynamic volt bar conditions and anti-islanding, some technical terms. But the, the general concept here is that inverters are going to be able to actively support the grid. Inverters have a lot of capabilities to help the grid. They just weren't allowed to use those capabilities before. So Maybe it'd be a good to get into kind of why the California Public Utilities Commission chose to update these requirements, because before this, inverters had to totally disconnect from the grid in the case of a fault or any kind of disturbances, because there'd be problems with the voltage on the grid. So can you kind of explain, as PV projects have grown, maybe what issues have been happening to the grid? Yeah, California, the CPUC or California Public Utilities Commission has been, um, I'd say, leading the industry here in trying to anticipate issues with PV penetration on the grid and manage situations around voltage, like you mentioned, or the grid quality. And there's a good reason for that. If you look at the penetration levels in California, I think 2016 data shows that as a percent of the amount of capacity of solar on the grid versus the the total energy produced in California, you could have as much as 14% of the energy produced in any one day in California coming from solar. Wow. That's a big number. Yeah, it is compared to the 1%, I think it is nationally, right? Exactly. So California is way out ahead. They've got a lot of PV on the grid. And PV is a variable resource. It's going to produce power as a function of the the sunlight or the irradiance that it sees. And we know things like storage are coming that will help mitigate that. But the changes here to Rule 21 also help mitigate that by giving the grid operators a better control over the PV plant through the solar inverter. It can help manage things like voltage. PV inverters and uh, PV systems 
do impact voltage when they are producing power. And you can imagine if you're a grid operator, you've got this distributed resource way down on the end of the line, and you're trying to actively control that or anticipate what it will do. So the changes here in Rule 21 allow the grid to be better managed through the solar inverter. A good example of one of the kinds of issues that you can have with high penetration of PV is a recent blue-cut fire that happened last August in California. That fire caused some faults on transmission lines. That normally wouldn't be such a big deal, but there was about 1.2 gigawatts of distributed energy connected to that transmission line that also faulted off simultaneously. Because of the old rules of Rule 21, those inverters had to fault off. But that kind of amplified the problem of blue-cut fire and caused significant power outage. So the CPUC is anticipating those issues, and their changes to Rule 21 are there to try to help mitigate problems such as the voltage loss and the power loss that you saw with the blue-cut fire. It's a very important example. I mean, huge power losses there. So, you know, as part of a inverter manufacturing company, do you think that the update is a good thing? Actually, we think it's a great thing. You mentioned before that inverters have many capabilities, and you're right. Inverters have capabilities to help the grid, but the old rules were a little antiquated and didn't allow the inverters to do that. So as an inverter manufacturer, we selfishly think, hey, this is a great thing. We're happy to see more of the capability of inverters be used on the grid. But even more important than just the viewpoint of the solar inverter companies is for the market. The market needs to grow. For solar to continue to grow, We need to be better citizens on the grid. We need to help the grid. We need to help manage the variable resource that solar is. And these changes will help do that. This is just phase one right now for Rule 21. There will be multiple phases. And as each phase gets rolled out, more and more capability will be provided to allow inverters to help. So ultimately, it's a great thing. It will help our industry expand. It'll help the grid become more sustainable and more renewable. Very exciting stuff. And I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that are not living or not installing in California. And so it may be easy to think, oh, this doesn't apply to me. But it seems like since California has that high penetration right now, you know, that's the focus. But as other states really come up to those high levels of solar penetration, can we expect for these types of requirements to be enacted in different states as well? Yeah, we're already seeing that. California's out in the lead here and doing a great thing, I think, to establish some rules to allow inverters to participate in the grid. And other utilities are seeing that. Our applications engineering team at at Chin Power Systems has already seen projects in states from Arizona all the way to Florida where the utilities are asking for this kind of capability and asking us, hey, are your inverters compliant with Rule 21? Of course, Rule 21 is unique to California. But again, these utilities are seeing inverter capability coming with Rule 21, and they're excited to use that same capability in their state. So absolutely, we're going to see this become a national requirement. In fact, IEEE 1547 is undergoing a change to its requirements that will closely follow Rule 21, and that will ultimately make this a national standard. We expect actually that to happen sometime next year. That's really interesting. It's cool to know that utilities are asking for for these types of requirements or the inverters to that have those capacities already. So, how does this affect 
a solar contractor or developer? Is there a lot of extra work that they need to do to make sure that they're compliant with this? Or how does it kind of change their process as they go about the project? Yeah, good question. It is a confusing topic. Um, and it's a much talked about topic. The simple answer to that question is talk to your inverter supplier. Talk to your inverter supplier and make sure that, that they are providing an inverter that is certified to a new UL standard called UL1741-SA. The dash SA piece is the difference, and it's the indication that your inverter meets these requirements for Rule 21. And then as you apply for new interconnect application requests to the CPUC in California, just make sure you're using an inverter that meets those requirements. So again, you could talk to your inverter supplier. You can also go to the CEC website or the CalSEA websites in California. They have lists of certified inverters. As of September 9th and going forward, you're going to need to use a UL1741-SA certified inverter. Well, it's, it's been great speaking with you, Casey. Thank you so much for all your insight. We appreciate doing the podcast and thanks to the audience for listening in. Hope some of this information is useful. If you want to uh, get more information, you can go to our website, chimpowersystems.com. We do have some information about Rule 21 that you can download there and hope to see all of you at SPI in uh, Las Vegas. Absolutely. Solar Power World will definitely be there. Again, I'm Kathy Zip, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Thanks for tuning in.